two-man. Israel Falau! Is he? Is he in? You better believe it. New Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis <laughs> meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, enjoy the show. Alright, welcome to the Fantasy XV Draft Podcast, episode 11. The podcast where we discuss fantasy super rugby, the game they play online in heaven. I'm your host, Kagi, and with me this week, again, we have the ever-reliable Harry Dale. Welcome. Mate, very excited this week. I think this week might actually be good. Might be our best week, yeah, for sure. Um, because after popular request, uh, we have cut Nabung from the podcast, and uh, whilst Nelson is back in country, uh, we've actually decided just to cut him as well, um, haven't we? Yeah, first week back as a married man, <laughs> we weren't sure how long the leash was going to be, not long enough. <laughs> Apparently. Um, but no, uh, so Nelson should be back soon. And uh, for all intensive purposes, we'll say Nabung can be considered to be taking his Wallaby rest weeks. That's right. A um, lot a lot like the uh, the Australian, the entire Australian franchise <laughs> so far this season in the Super Rugby competition. That's it. So, um, and look, you know, the Wallabies certainly aren't taking any rest weeks. And uh, just in case we were getting giving any ideas, we, we don't want them to start taking any rest weeks. Please, no, so. no, we're bad enough. Yes. Um, all right. So look, check out the website fantasyxvdraft.com. Uh, there's a few podcasts that give us a shout out, and occasionally they say that our name's confusing. I don't really think it is. Fantasy XV Draft, Fantasy 15 Draft. Not really sure what there is, but yeah, fantasyxvdraft.com is where you can find us and our weekly articles, uh, the Casualty War, the Fantasy Round in Review, and the Stock Market. Um, we might. There's been talk. There's about possibly uh, now that we have a strong team of four of adding a fourth article to the rotation. Yeah, it just depends if we can find something decent to talk about. But I was. I, I didn't want to hype it up because, um, to be honest, I'll just be happy uh, in the near future if I see Nelson post his article. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, look, four of us should be able to get the three articles done a week to start with. But um, anyway, and lastly, uh, get after us on the socials. Fantasy XV Drafts is where you'll find us on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram. In fact, actually, we've got to get a bit more active on the gram. Get some more memes out there. I do love a good meme, so I think I'm supposed to be in charge of that, but uh, yeah, I'll have to lift my game a bit. <laughs> we'll um, see. Working on it. All right, so um, sticking with everything, as our entree this week, round 12 in review, um, let's get it started. Harry. Chiefs first Jags was an absolute cracker to start the week. So Jags upset the Chiefs at home. 23, Chiefs were at home. Yeah. Yeah. Jags 23 to 19, big win. So that makes them four from four for their tour, I believe. Which is bloody incredible. And they actually are starting to look like the international team that they're putting out there each week. What would the odds be on that? Uh, you know, Jags to go four from four. It would have been outrageous. Very good. Probably short odds to win the first two yeah. in Australia. Yeah. Yep. No, and then very, very long to win the following two. But anyway, very, very good performance for them. Um, Thomas Lazana, top scorer on this one. He got 44 points playing at number six. I think it's not his normal position. Not, you know, they, they seem to be picking Kremer above him at number seven still. Mm-hmm. Um, I, good to see. You know, he, he was a work rate player last year. He was a bit quiet at the start of the year. But he had 11 runs and, and 10 tackles this week for his 44 points. So them, them reproducible numbers as we're always talking about. He looks super young. I just remember looking at him. Um, he's the vice captain. Yeah, how old? So he he's must... 24. He's 24, but he looks about 17. Just going to put it out there. 
Yeah, okay. Well, I, I mean, the, enough of their their loose forwards have gone offshore or, or rolled over in their graves or injury, uh, have long-term injuries. So yeah, I guess eventually you've got to bring the, the uh, young blokes in. I was going to say, Sanatore's got to go soon, surely. But... Uh, he's already gone, mate. <laughs> uh, had a couple of line breaks as well, three tackle busts, and, uh, and, and just looked pretty solid around the park. So it'll be interesting to see if he can hold that form moving forward or if he kind of drops back to where he started at the start of the season when he was underperforming, I think, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boffelli, who took our fantasy man of the match after the prelims, uh, dropped all the way back to 40 points. But again, he's just doing everything, breaks tackles, managed to get in and make a lot of runs. He's kicking goals for them and being pretty accurate as well. Ran 96 metres. The long-range goals. He's, he's long-range. Long yeah, long-range. The Sanchez takes all the shorts. But I mean, he, he kicks them as well. He's not like mm-hmm. Reese Hodge, who has three cracks a game and doesn't yeah. kick a single one. That's true. So he's awesome. Mm. Again, killing it. Montoya, first start of the year, or second no, start second, of the year. Yeah. On tour, um, they've given on him two starts. First, first game of the tour he started. So. No, 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 this, this is, they've given him two starts on tour. Yeah, first game of the tour and this one. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. so, we did so, you know, we were talking about the fact that they probably rested most of their good players for two of the four games, and that's exactly what they've done. It's a good point. Actually, I was surprised. I remember calling that I was saying that some of them would fly home after two games. So In- they, they didn't, and look, they won. So yeah. <laughs> it obviously worked for them. So they, um, sorry, he, he got 38 points, mm-hmm. which is, it's sold enough for a hooker, not out, not outrageous. It's not Krebby 2017 points, but yeah, it's good. Definitely not, yeah. Liam Polwart, Polwart, the other hooker, got 37, including a try, I think he got, didn't he? A roll, did he get a rolling more try this week? I think that was week? last week, he got a try. Okay, so no try for his 37, which no. makes it a little bit more impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, probably won't get another start now, other than in round 14 next week, when the, none of the Chiefs All Blacks are there. Because that was Nathan Harris's yes. first bye week, mm-hmm. rest week. His second one won't be this week, it'll be the following. So that'll be Paul Watts' only other game if you are trying to hold on to him. Yeah, and that's something we'll talk about in the preview for next week. Yes. Yeah. There's a, yeah, good points on that. Yeah, absolutely. And Alamalo, probably quiet for his average, still got a solid 36 points, 92 run metres from his nine runs. So he was pretty solid as well. Mm. Um, probably the, the disappointing ones were the Chiefs' second row. You used to seeing Brady, Retallick, and Ardron just dominate. Retallick ended up... He was meant to be having one of his extra rest weeks this yeah. week. Um, because of injury, came in late, scored 18 off the bench, and still outscored Allardyce 10 to start and Ardron 7 to start. So Yeah, I was very disappointed with Ardron this week. Captain Canada, you guys know I love him. Yeah. D-Mac, 33 points, is all right. Teo Arangi uh, was disappointing with three. And I mm. thought Messam was a good one to point out as well. He just... I don't think he's much of a fantasy player. People... I, I Just Not if anymore. anyone's... No. If anyone's still holding him thinking Liam Messam's such a legend of the game, they, mm. he might score him some fantasy points. I think he's well and truly passed it. That's it. He's just round for the Y rule, mate. Absolutely. He's there for the boys. But, yeah. uh, TTT, I think he must have underperformed because we talked him up so much. That must be why. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I don't know. I, he, he's got a really good pass. You know, we talked. Mm. A lot of people have talked about him being the like for like to an Aaron Smith if he if he did get a run off the bench for the for the All Blacks and Aaron Smith's another one that he doesn't attack the line that much. He's just so crisp with his pass and that's his best attribute. How he controls the game. So there's not a lot of fantasy points in that. Sadly, yeah, he can't he can't possibly chat as much as Aaron Smith though. That's for sure. No, yeah. impossible. Um, Crema. 26, the lock playing seven finally got another decent score. So he, he's one that probably slips, slips under the radar as well. One well, of those blokes playing out of position. Finally, I reckon he bags about 30 every week. You reckon? I, I, reckon, I think if you, go, if you have a look at his scores, I think he, um, you're now looking it up just to prove me wrong. And probably no, will, I, think, but, I think you're right. No, I think he, right. he consistently gets around 32, 33. Okay, he's got a 22 average for the season. I think, oh, okay. 
Last three average of 28. So there you go. He's, he's, right. he's picked up his form anyway. Yeah, yeah, sure. But that, that's about it from scores from that one. There wasn't, uh, there wasn't, there's no real big surprises. I think that the biggest talking point coming out of, the, out of this game uh, would have to be the, uh, the injuries. So McKenzie shrugged off his couple of little niggles. He had a hip and then a concussion, and we were wondering if he was going to get his rest week yet. He didn't, so he started. Tony Pulu came back from his shoulder. Um, looked good when he got a few touches of the ball, but only made five runs, so that kind of limited his impact a little bit. I just didn't get the ball to chase. No, and Moyano came back from his broken neck slash little bruise. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Played... <laughs> 40 minutes for his 26 points from, from essentially from his try, right? Like he did, right. didn't but do too You've much always got to have extra stretches on standby when the Jags are playing, you know? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just in case they need a penalty. Um, Sammy Kane and Lachlan Boucher both pulled pre-game. Yeah. Uh, Sam Kane, abdominal strain, Boucher, appendicitis. That seems to be going around somehow. Yeah, Every second team <laughs> seems to have one. Um, and Tukulet It, it all started off. with Bongi, mate, your favourite. <sighs> <laughs> Let's not talk about him, mate. That's you're opening up old wounds. <laughs> Took a let. Mm. We're used to seeing him score big and small. I tipped him. I think he was due for a bad game. He uh, came off with his knee injury Pre- pretty numbers. late in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I quite like a, fr- a phrase that the fantasy rugby draft boys came out with the other day, which was feast or famine, and that's took a let all over. <laughs> Summarized. But famine for the next few weeks with a knee injury, I think. Yeah, was well, it the buy to rest up? Who knows? You know, I mean. Moyana come back from a broken neck, mate. He's probably fine. Probably nothing out <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true. Okay, yeah. All right, we're well, moving on. Uh, Rebels Crusaders. Um, you know, nothing, nothing out of uh, nothing that wasn't expected in this one. Um, I actually don't know what the final score was, but it, actually, no, I do. It was like fifty-five to just under twenty, other ten. Fifty-five to ten. Yeah. It was yeah. close. Really, really close. So, I mean, that basically tells you where the fantasy points came from. Um, and it's very accurate in how every week works, which is that the entire other team gets points, Murphy gets points, and then no one else in the Rebels. So <laughs> it's um, following the formula. But uh, the top of this one was Andrew Makaleo, the big beast, the big bowling ball. He, oh, boy. He was out there. Harry, Harry picked him up for his uh, draft this week. And I think the Rebels are the new Sunwolves on that. You know, I used to think, let's pick up players against the Sunwolves to score points. Yeah. I think you pick them up against the Rebels. Mate, we, said, we said this last week. The Australian conference, the Australian teams are the new Sunwolves. It's not a, like... It just upsets me to hear that. I'm though. now going to pick up Sunwolves when they're playing the Australian teams. That's um, <laughs> what, what I'm going to do. It's going to work that way. That actually yeah. will. <laughs> Um, God But yes Anyway Andrew McAuley Two tries Was just in the right place At the right time And um, he had an absolute ripper I, I was amazed He just The engine on him He just kept going He's he's a big lad And he's a very round lad He uh, he looked good Yeah look I'm sure He was excellent in the scrums But um, no look He was he was always in the right place At the right time And then the big surprise Seta Tamani Valu Coming back with his first Proper score of the season 57 yeah. points He looked Well he had that good offload That set up a try mm. The week before, so I think he was kind of due. He started to look like he was hitting some confidence and some form. Yeah, and that, well, he would have had to be showing something for them to give him a start over Manasa Mataeli. Yeah, I was going to say super sub. R.I.P. Mataeli. Yeah, uh, yeah, very sad for anyone who's picked him up on a specky, but um, yeah. also sad because I just I enjoy watching him play more than Tamani Bali these days. Yeah, I still think Tamani Bali is an outside center, like honestly, but they're not going to obviously Crusaders are not going to play him in front of Goodhue. Um, no. Nah. But, uh, you know, there you go. Um, but no, he did well. He's got a try, two try assists this week. Ten runs for 109 metres. You know, a couple of tackle bars, a couple of line breaks. Just rock solid throughout. He uh, 
interestingly, made three tackles and missed four. So um, don't don't rely on him <laughs> defensively. But uh, rock solid. You know, as long as he's as long as he's making meters, it's fine. Um, otherwise, yeah, Murphy fifty one points as per standard. Basically made all the rebels runs, carried like meters, any outline ball we're talking. Um, probably all the tackles as well. But um, yeah, he did well. Then we had uh, the return of both Jack Goodhue and Richie Moanga. Um, Moanga obviously being out a long, long bit, a long nine, while longer. Nine weeks maybe or something. He was gone a long time. Oh, you should know, mate. You, you held him, <laughs> held him since the, the fracture jaw. But man, it was worth it, wasn't it? It was worth it. <laughs> That's it. So he came. So Goodhue came back fifty-one points, bagged himself a try, and Richie Moanga back with forty-five points, and uh, he just looked electric. I'm actually just going to look up to see if he missed any kicks because um, there was a lot of kicks to be taking. But um, he just—I I think he did. Yeah. He, oh, he just looked incredible. Though. He uh, what did he do? Yeah, he missed two. So he missed two conversions, but he made um, made two, made a penalty goal as well. So yeah. Um, so only four tries. Can't be right. No, there was a lot more than that. Did someone else take a kick? I think oh, maybe he came up at the end. There. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because Hunt came on and kicked. Yeah, a that's right. Sorry, they actually yeah. took him off early. They yeah. only got about sixty minutes in. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, I think, look, what else happened in that game? Um, in terms of points, Pete Samu, we said, would do well, and he's, he's back now, so I would have to think he's locked down that six jersey. You know, if we're talking about your best, Crusaders' best team, you'd have to think it's Pete Samu at six, Matty Todd at seven, and Taufur at eight. I don't know. As a uh, fantasy player, I think he definitely is, but Hayden Bedwell Curtis seems to be one of those just kind of mm. rock-solid players don't make a lot of errors that the Crusaders seem to really like as well. So I... You never know. I think we'll know in a couple of weeks who their first choice is, but I think it's pretty line ball at the moment and who's going to be the, the first choice six at the moment. Yes. Um, no, that's true. Um, that was, you know, playing the Rebels, like like we've said, that could have been a game just to try and give him an opportunity to get back into form, whereas Bedwell Curtis played the harder game last week. Yeah, for sure. Um, and look, I guess just to re- illustrate the amount of points that are on display in this game, um, I'll just hammer off another the next couple. You know, Scotty Barrett, 42. Ryan Crotty, 42. White Crockett, 39. Whitelock, 37. Talfu, 37. There's just there was heaps of points. If you, were, if you had a Crusader, you were getting points. I think Crockzilla, they said two two weeks ago, he played his most minutes since like 2012 or something. <laughs> yeah. It was 72 minutes. This yeah. game, I think he played 76. Oh. Like, the yeah. man is just ageless. 195 te- uh, Super OB caps now. But, um, what a legend. Absolutely. So, look, and, for, and talking Rebels, um, Will Genya came back from a hammy injury. Wasn't a very long return, considering he did his ankle, had it all taped up, and was put in one of those... Uh, Harry, you can tell me more about it. One of those kind knee, of... Knee. Knee braces. Yeah, so they yeah. said the... Every second knee injury at the moment is an MCL, so the ligament on the inside of his knee hurt that. They said low grade, so he should be back quickly, but they still had him in the brace when they were worried about it. They said four weeks, but grade one, which that doesn't line up. So there's something a little bit awry there. Or is it just they're saying that because it's like uh, Give Michael, Michael really. Checker has called them up and said it's, it's yeah, man, he's made. not playing for the Rebels. You guys aren't doing anything with him anyway. <laughs> That's it. Quite, yeah. quite possibly, but. The the mat the the weeks didn't quite line up, so I don't know. I w- just w- watch that a little bit cautiously, but yeah, he could be back in two weeks. Put it that way. Okay. Um, and otherwise, Maddox returned from injury from a whatever he had that mystery injury where he was kind of pulled pre-game last week. Uh, he rolled. No, he I just rolled his ankle in warm-up. Rolled his ankle, right? Okay. Yeah. Remember, this was this was the Sam. What's his name? The lock. 
Jeffries took him out trying to get a run when they were trying to get the 6-2 yeah, split. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you guys haven't looked at it yet, Vessels came out with a really funny uh, video interview yeah. that we, put, we, we retweeted during last week and mm. basically said that Jack Maddox's injury was because Sam Jeffress decided to take him out at training. He thought it would be too obvious if he took out one of the locks, so he instead took out Jack Maddox, hopefully going to get us hoping that he would get a 6-2 split forwards to backs for the game and uh, Vessel said he was on to him and didn't give him the run. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> Quality. Jeff- Jeffrey sounds like the type of bloke that we need to, uh, you know, get on to if we need someone taken out and someone Absolutely. to start. Yeah. All right, well, look, uh, injuries from this game. Havili had a concussion. Ganya MCL is discussed. Cottrell, he, uh, he had a knee kind of bump. Uh, Played on a bit, came off, and then yeah. seen on the sideline with ice, so that might be nothing. He's a hard man. Um, and also, I don't think he played this week, but uh, no. of note, Richie Hardwick has done his MCL and is out for the season, so yeah. must have done it severely, I guess. Yeah, must be having an operation, really. Yeah, and look, that rounds us out for that one. Uh, Hurricanes Lions. Yes. This was a very interesting game. I, I thought this was a cracker of a game. Hmm. Um, Hurricanes got up 28 to 19. Uh, Blam looked like he scored a court, could have scored a, uh, a six six tries in the game if if all went his way. I think you know <laughs> mate, and end up with the don't, don't go over the hashtag Ryan Quaddy, mate. We're keeping that alive, okay? Right. <laughs> there make... is no more <laughs> a, a double Ryan Quaddy. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, look, he scored three tries. Uh, I don't know what that's called, but um... a hat trick. Yeah, you're really picking up what I'm putting down, mate. Um, uh, played very very well back to his you know this is probably one of his biggest weeks 95 points mm. looked rock solid um, he has got over 100 points before just an FYI <laughs> yeah, just, that was his last hat trick yeah. oh no sorry that was his Ryan Quaddy yeah yep. so yeah so anyway Blam was just terrorising the lines I think he was against Combrink who this year doesn't look like he is even interested in tackling anymore yeah you're going to be very disappointed you were thrilled to have picked him up but yeah. he uh, Ben Lamb literally threw him like he was a small child. He yeah. just, just he does that a lot. Though. <laughs> True. No, look, I suppose Ben Lamb would do that to many people, but yeah, Combrink is not. He hasn't. His defence is atrocious. I def- and he missed I, a couple of kicks this yeah, week as well, so yeah. I don't know if his confidence is starting to suffer. That's true. I defended him, uh, you know, avidly the first two weeks he was playing. Like, look, you know, he's not getting many points yet, but the impact he's making the team is fantastic. Yeah, the points will come. They haven't, but maybe that's partially because the Lions' performances haven't come. Personally, I wish I could just sit him on my bench and give him a few weeks, mm. but uh, if you're starting him like I am at the moment, it's it's a Not bit enough. grim. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Blam, 11 runs, 128 metres with four tackle busts and a couple of offloads. Like we said, he had three tries to go with that, with that as well uh, and four line breaks as well. So just kind of scored across the board with his attacking stats. Mm-hmm. Artie Sevilla, I thought he was dead, but i got to say he was pretty much back to old form. 2017 yeah, form. <laughs> Looks very good with 62, the second just highest. Just got to keep the around. faith, mate. Just got to keep the faith, boys. You guys yeah. write people off too early. Look, he had such a bad first half of the year. He was average many weeks in a row, but anyway. AKA, we'll get to it, but Blake, uh, Blake lost faith with SP Murray this week. Oh. And it just happened that... It took 12 weeks, but this was the week the SB Marade turned up to play. So. Yeah, let's talk about how that happened. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, Matt Proctor, 47, best centre in the world, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Bodie Barrett, 46 as well. Um, I think that's the first real game that Matt Proctor scored really well, though, this season. Yeah, it's because he scored a try off of someone just putting him through a hole. Yeah. Like He doesn't... He doesn't do much. He's very attack. good defensively, yeah. from, from what I gather, but... Um, 
He yeah. kind of reminds me a little bit of Ryan Crotty, but with a little bit less flair. Like he just, he's yeah. just solid throughout. In, in the past, he's been a bit feast or famine, but this year he just hasn't scored no. basically. So no. Yeah. Mm. Um, Bodie Barrett, forty-six, and Riccatelli, thirty-eight at hooker. Um, looks like there's no hooker depth there, so that's an interesting one moving forward. That's it. The top score. We, we still haven't gotten to the top Lions player yet. Oh yes. <laughs> ah yeah. Very good. The top the Lions, Lions player. player. Just keep <laughs> yeah. saying it right. The top Lions player was Franco Moster at the lock with thirty-seven points. So if you had him, I guess you'd be pretty happy. Um, the big ones. Other than that... No, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. I'm waiting for you to figure this out. I thought this is why we were saying the top Lions player. This is what stumped me last week. It's because you're looking at the Fantasy Stats Centre again. Who was oh, it? Come was, on! Was it? Yes! Oh, no! It was Manus Skouman. 67 points. He's got us again. No, uh-huh. we, I pulled him up. We've got it. It's all right. The match centre didn't load for me, to be honest. No. And that's the only place it's right. What that's did he it. get? He got 67 what? points, I remember, because oh, I was, had a look. So he bagged himself a try. And I was actually in my little write-up of the week. I was saying that... You know, I referred to him as Quagga Smith 2.0 last week. Mate, he works harder than Quagga Smith. He was working his butt off this week. He um, he was thrilled to be given the start, and he was into everything. Thanks to Fox Sports. Quick shout-out for <laughs> loading immediately after I'd made a fool of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, so so the top score for the Lions, the point being made here, is Manus Skuman. Yes. 67 points. Have you got his stats there? Uh, I do. Manas Skuman, mm. not the Bulls player. <laughs> <laughs> Made one try, two line breaks, mm. uh, and seven tackle busts. Yeah, well, so pretty much where he got his points. That's it. Just He's one of those blokes that just hates anyone else in his team seeing the ball. <laughs> mate, I'd be, look, if I was a Quagga Smith owner, I'd be worried, mate. I mean, yeah, he might take that starting spot, who knows? Nah, he'd be back in the bench next week, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, look, the, the, the real big one here... <laughs> Uh, sorry, I just saw Chris Eves was minus 15. That's going to be a low of the year. Freaking Chris Eves, he sucks. Now, he's a feast of famine. Mainly famine. Famine and famine, mate. <laughs> uh, the key point here that everyone wants to know about is Malcolm Marks, the oh. best player in the game. Could be gone for a long while. So he's been flown back to South Africa, which means he won't play in the last tour game for the Lions. Mm-hmm. He came off with a groin injury and took a total of zero points out of this one. That's... A, look, you, you never really see Malcolm Marks in the in the in those lists that comprise of the bottom players. Well, it's below his average of fifty six point two. He did you ever? I think we said at the start of the year. Is he ever going to make the mud team of the week? And look, he he's might, done it. He's he's made the mud team of the week. Wow. Malcolm Marks likes making every team of the week, and he's a we he's could have, <laughs> we did ask Blake to come on the bloke that said that Marks is going to be the biggest disappointment of the year. He That's really true. really could have. Just enjoyed the moment. But. He did. He he did ask for a shout out this week. He said that um, he had. He, he, we should tell our listeners that he in fact predicted. He called this, this. He, yeah, the fall from grace. He saw the future. So um, <laughs> yeah, very good, Blakey. Well done. So Marks is having a scan on Tuesday. So it should be probably a few hours after you hear this, I would guess. Um, yeah. They say that he's that all I've heard. So they they don't actually they haven't given any information out. But apparently they're quite worried that he's not going to be right for the international break. Yeah. So we're assuming that that means he might have actually. Unlike Warren Whiteley, we might actually get some information on this one because with Warren Whiteley, they were just like, "Yeah, yeah, he's fine. He'll be back." Tweaked his knee. But this with Malcolm Marks, they're like, "No, okay, we're not going to mess around. We'll just tell you he's not going to like." 
yeah. he might not be playing in June. <laughs> yeah. If if he's gone that long from a groin injury straight up, I think he's he may well have ruptured the muscle off his groin. Like it's got to be something serious for them to be taking a while out. That's and it. you know that means best case we're talking about him being back in round seventeen after the international break. Mm. But if if that's the case, man, he might be done for the year. And, so and that, that's um that's there's now calls for uh, not only Adrian Strauss but one of our favourite players to come back oh. to rep the Springboks. <laughs> Bismarck Duplessis, short term, come off, coming out of retirement for the boys. Good old Bismarck. I will never forget his hit on Dan Carter. Just took the bloke out. Doesn't care. Um, love Bismarck. Legend. Yeah. Uh, and great news for Robbie Kutzi owners, who mm. is no one right now. So, yep. Could be pick, playing for a few weeks. Pick up this week. Heard it here first. Robbie Kutzi. That's right. And he, look, and he's certainly not a bad player. Um, we were actually looking at, which I guess we'll get to a little bit in our uh, dessert for the evening. Um, Players like impacts on teams in terms of what percentage of their team's fantasy points. Do yeah, don't give it away, mate. Don't no, give it okay. away. All right, we'll get there. Sorry, we'll get there. Don't give it away. That's it. Um, Teasers. Teasers. Guys coming back from injury, you had Gianchi with his coming back from his pec muscle tear. Thankfully, I've never seen him use his arms. He just steps around everybody, so he looks <laughs> straight back into his normal form. He did didn't get good. didn't get much opportunity, but still managed to score a fair few points. What did he score? He got 29. 29 points, mm. 59 runs. 59 metres 59 runs. Damn! Solid. <laughs> 59 metres from his seven runs with three tackle busts. So I, I think once they start playing lesser opposition again, he'll be another big scorer back to his good form. Mm. And it's it's really interesting to see that they dropped Tumbwe straight out of the 23. So That's you don't rush a bloke back from South Africa coming back from injury straight into the starting side unless he's pretty important to you. So bodes very well for the future for him. Absolutely. Um, rightly so, I think. Tumbwe was great, but Deontay's like... Yeah, Unbelievable. Unreal, yeah. oh, how much were we frothing on him in the first oh, few weeks? Gian- <laughs> yeah, beast. Anyway, <laughs> Lionel Mapoe uh, came back from his groin injury and just came back straight back into his form like he was pre-injury, doing absolutely <laughs> nothing. You confuse me temporarily. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so we're sure that it doesn't matter how fat Rowan van Rensburg gets, he can still be a good chance to start over Mapoe. I know what's going here, mate. Mapoe's just feeding him. He's just, you know, they're getting their meal. They're on the plane. He's getting his meal. He's just shifting it over to Rohan. He's like, yes, eat that Checked one. in some fat into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. Yeah, mate. Uh, and, and the other one that everyone wants to know about is Geordie Barrett. So apparently he tweaked his ankle in the warm up. Um, one of the commentators, one of the one of the writers wrote, "quote He went off crying <laughs> <laughs> before the game, which I found so funny." Um, right. But you know, the, the, there's no commitment to what he's going to be like for his injury. But it looks like they're saying if he's not right, they might not risk him. We know the Hurricanes don't like to play players if they're not 100 percent fit Monday. Oh, so yep. my expectation is he misses this week. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're talking like that means that I'm expecting him back the following week. So call. Him, call him good for round 14. Which is great news for Nahe Milner-Scudder owners, if anyone took a punt. Yes. Although, to absolutely. be fair, he did get not very many points this week. He got 11 points. Um, <laughs> because from from how I'll call it is that um, he didn't really feel like having a run. Every time he got the ball back there, he basically shoveled it on to the next bloke. Next bloke because um, So he basically just, like the ball, he just threw away all his fantasy points. But... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's just it's you know scared coming back in the game, but um, I think that might be a bit of it. To be he's honest, he's definitely not back to himself yet. But if you, I mean, if he's starting every week, he'll he'll get back there. Yeah, and that's that's about it, it from this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next game. All right, Tars Blues. So um, let's just skip that and move on. Um, Storm, no, all right, Tars Blues. <laughs> Give um, the fans what they want. 
That's it. Look, I didn't actually get down to this game. I really wanted to go. It was up in up in Brookie, um, even though I still don't understand how New South Wales rugby stuffed up and uh, didn't have a. Uh, they were going to have a shoot shield game on beforehand, and then have the Tars game, and they apparently that didn't happen. Did that? St- did they stuff that? That slipped up? through apparently. Yeah. So there was no. God, our management is just rudderless. No, no. So yeah. but that's for another podcast. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a venting podcast one week. <laughs> yeah, well, Nelson will probably have a good crack, but um. Yeah, anyway, I mean, look, despite that, it looked good. Actually, it looked like they filled out, uh, filled the hill and filled out uh, 20, Brookie. Yeah, no, 15,000. 15,000, yeah, I heard. Something like that. Uh, almost as many as the, the Force game this week. Mm. But, um, look, uh, yeah, the Tars went down, I think it was 24 to 21, three points in the end. Yeah. Um, some good rugby. It was good conditions for rugby. But, um, yeah, just the Waratahs no longer know how to win a game of rugby. So, um the team that is on a 15-game losing streak to New Zealand sides, the Auckland Blues, who have almost 20 players out, took on the Waratahs in Australia to try and break the 37-loss run, and we still couldn't do it. That's it. 38 games now. Um, I reckon we're a very good chance of getting to the 50 now. I'm, I'm very worried. We are. I think we said on an earlier podcast we, we all took a vote on whether we thought we'd win or not. You said zero. This was this was the game that I thought we'd win. So mm. I did say yes, but I have no no hope for the rest of it. So, All right. Uh, so, anyway, points in this game. Israel Folau came back. The fantasy god, every Australian's favourite player. Again, I don't care what he says, and it's been talked about on enough bloody uh, shows and podcasts and everything. Let the man do whatever he wants. Just easy. Sign the dotted line. Play next year. We need you for the World Cup, mate. Yeah. Um, 66 points. Um, what did he do? He had... I'll just check how many runs he had. Uh, but he... You know, he just looked straight back to his normal self. He was playing 15, not wing. Looked more than his normal self. This is one of his best games of the year, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, it, if Kurtley could kick, he would have scored the match winner as well. I'm actually... Can't even remember what happened in the game because I just put it out of my mind uh, the minute we lost. Ketley Bill deciding, yeah. you know, 15 out from the line, last play, no advantage. How are we going to make sure we win this game? He took like a hacked crossfield kick to try and get Izzy Folau the high ball and he oh. kicked it a metre past the, the sideline. So Izzy Folau was uncontested in the air, mm. but he was already out. Oh, okay. No, I now remember why I don't remember because I watched this at like three in the morning when I was passed out basically with Mabon after getting home from a big He run. didn't miss anything. Yeah, uh, anyway, Izzy had 15 runs, 126 metres, four tackle busts, three offloads, two line breaks. You know, I mean, what else can you want? Three line, created three line breaks. I mean, is that an argument straight away? He just needs a bit fullback. I don't know. Um, it's, you know. Well, he, he, he was very good on the wing as well, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on how you're going to use him in that game, but he was very, very good. Exactly. So, um, look, other scores. Rico Iwani, one of the Iwanis always finds a way. Rico, 54 points. Um, Rico, actually, what I do remember, um, being one of my fantasy players, uh, Rico scored one try, basically should have scored three. I think personally, and this, I'm not I'm not letting my bias, uh, my rampant bias affect this. <laughs> I don't think that the tackle was completed. If you remember, he... Um, oh, no way. Got the ball, ran like 60 metres, got, you know... It was a great tackle by Clark. Yeah, basically got clipped in the back and then, you know, fell over, got up immediately and jumped over the line to score. Clark kind of lunged himself he, and put an arm out, did. but there was no way that he there was... There was clear separation, tackled. though. Clark tackled him, then was no longer touching him, and then as they both lying on the floor, he kind of just then put an arm back on his leg. Yeah, but was... that was as Rico was getting up. I don't know, for mine, that was 100% a try, but... Um, yeah. I, I agree with you, man. I, I agree 100%. So, look, Rico was unlucky. There was another... I can't remember the other one, but there was a la- another try that he uh, almost should have should have bagged I think but um, 
just the one for him. Um, Hoops, one of his highest scores for the season. You know, Mr. Consistent normally, 52 points. He's um, Again, like uh, like we were talking about a couple of guys before, he just got put through a hole. Yeah. And that racked up a lot of points from he had a line break, a tackle bust, and 30 run metres and a try. You know, like all of a sudden his exactly. average games becomes that. For sure. So, so yeah, he, I mean, he had nine runs for 73 metres, and exactly like you said, a lot of those metres were from yeah. that one run. So... Yeah, um, he did make, however, 18 tackles, but, you know, that's all just part of the, the usual hoops effort. So, um, yeah. That's what, what you get. Um, Stephen Fitzpatrick, 51 points. Look, there's a hell of a lot of fantasy points in this. Uh, Stephen Perra Future, Perra Franchise, 50 points. Uh, so he's really, for me, shaped up to be, you know, pretty dominant fly half, fantasy fly half. Um, yeah, he's up there as, as a top tier now, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, look, KB, 48 points. He was... Um, he was really directing much of the ship for the Tars. Um, but, um, yeah, look, that was mainly... What, what else happened, I guess? Uh, returning from injuries, yeah. So there was Falau coming back from his hamstring. Caleb Clark came back from appendicitis, as we said, been going around. Um, and when I say came back, sorry, it wasn't his first game of rugby, was it? Caleb was it his, Clark? Was it his first game? Yeah, yeah. No, he was in the squad at the start, but he just wasn't getting a run when they had... Yeah, that's And they right. didn't have 30 injured backs. Sorry, I shouldn't have said came back then. First game, Caleb Clark. Um, and look, he's definitely one to watch. 107 kilos, 190 centimetres. Big unit, and he can move. He can shift. So. Cool. He ran a, a, an 11 second 100 when he was 15 years old. Well, so that gives you a bit of an idea. Freak. That's, yeah, exactly. Um, and look, Kano came back from hamstring, and Tui Pilotu came back from, he was just, he was sick with the man flu. Um, there was no one really injured in this game, um, but... Yeah, I mean, Augie Pulu was back. He did well. How many points did Pulu get? Pulu got... Um, oh, I thought I would find it somewhere. Yeah, 26, which is, you know, pretty solid. Um, and he's and a top-quality halfback. It's good to see him back. He is. And look, just talking to other big players, uh, Akira Iwani, very quiet one by his standards. He's got an average of about 50 points. He only got 32. And um, He broke the drought, though, this week. <laughs> yeah, okay, mate. No one cares about <laughs> you and your drought. He outscored Quagga Smith this week. For the first time in six weeks. In six weeks, all right. Mm. Let's just have a look who's the top the back rower still. But um, actually, I'm hoping it's not him, man. It's John Look. It's not Akira anymore? <laughs> no, it hasn't been for ages. Okay, I'm um, total points, though. Uh, the total average. Total points? The total average. Just give me total points. Right now. Just wing us the total points because I'm pretty sure it's going to be him. Uh, just because the guy plays. He's about to miss a couple of games, mate. Uh, the, <laughs> the total average is Jean-Luc on 55. The total points is Akira. He's got 10 points more than Murphy. So massive. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> and the last player to talk about because I've been talking for too long, Tequila Nairavora, 38 points. Um, did make a few good busts and things like that, but just um, he was pretty well controlled. Who was he up against? He was up against, oh, Caleb Clark it would have been. Yeah. yeah, he Ultimate he got ball. the ball yeah. a lot in, in just kind of like maybe 15, 20 in from the, the wing. Like he, They really tried to get him into the game in a little bit of open space. Mm. But again, he just didn't break that many tackles. You know, you, you we're, we're getting used to him running 50, 60 metres. At best, he would break a single tackle and then someone would just wrap around his legs and take him down. So he was just much better, better controlled by the New Zealand defence. For sure. All right, well, that'll do that game. Um, Stormers Bulls. Yep, Stormers Bulls, uh, one of those games that last year I would have hated to watch this year. I couldn't wait to watch it. Uh, yeah, yeah. The South, South African side is just so good to watch at the moment. I'm the same. We, just, we, we were talking before we started recording that uh, I, it's got to the point I'd now rather watch a South African derby than an Aussie derby. Yeah, Basically. it's not even close. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Stormers got up 29-17. 
home ground advantage. New Orleans is just an absolute uh, fortress. fortress for them. So that, that was, it was a very, very good game. We saw the return of friends Mal Herbert coming back. Wilco Lowe just scoring a 1,000 points again. I think he's, he's top, even top scored. Yeah, so him and Ramon Samuels got 60 points. Yeah. Uh, that's insane points for a prop. The bloke is easily the best prop in the game at the moment. Due mm-hmm. a rest with the return of Mal Herbert, but he didn't really do anything with his little bit of time that he did get. Well, he'll about five minutes. Yeah, yeah. so we'll see. Two, two scrums, I think. Next week, next week or two, hopefully Mal Herbert gets a run and he's, he's a guy that can score big as a bit of a smoky pick. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Jean-Luc Duplessis Come back in at fly half for the last five minutes, I think, as well. It wasn't wasn't very long. Thank Came you. on for Vilemsi. Mm-hmm. Uh, big big plans there yeah. in the next few weeks, which we'll get to if you can if you can stand listening to and, us for the full hour. And part of that is we we said last week we didn't think it'd be playing this week. So, yeah, but um, we'll get we'll get on. To we're that. wrong, but we've got it nailed down. We do. Yeah. Um, no injuries in this one, which is good for once. Mm. Um, the big score is were, uh, like we said, the, the two front rowers. SP Morare back into form, looked very good. 47 points from him. Maybe not back completely to his running game from last year. I was pretty happy. Like, you know, obviously he had got some huge scores last year, but just the way he attacked the line, he just looked super confident and yeah. he had a good crack. So um, I'm going to call him his back. Yeah, I think so. And, and and this was the week we thought that maybe they might actually just kind of drop him back out of the reserves and he might really struggle. But mm. he, uh, if anything, they showed that how highly they rate him and the fact that they started him at fullback again despite Lades playing so well last week. Yeah. But he, he had eight runs for 70 run metres, four tackle busts, a couple of good offloads as well, um, and a line break to boot, and made a whole two tackles for no misses. So... Anyway, back to form. He's an 100%. exciting player, and I think if you want to pick him up, now's your chance because I think his value and his name is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger as people realise that he's he's back to the player that he once was or he may well be back there. So I would, I would have loved him. I really wanted him before this week. Yeah. Uh, just didn't get the didn't get the, uh, <laughs> the order right. Big games from Lude and Snyman, the Bulls locks as and well. And as well. And Jenkins, the the other lock playing yeah. at seven, so forty five for Lude, forty one for Jenkins, and thirty six for Snyman. Mm. Jenkins again helped along by his try, so two weeks in a row he's Did done Lude, that. Lude got a try Lude also well, yeah. scored. Just Mate, hit Lude a, had a mat, breakout an awesome try, yeah. Line, yeah. yeah, and then just strolled over like he had all day. And uh, Peter Stafford toyed on the other side, just mm. continues to score big. He had forty three. Um, which is one of his biggest scores from lock if, from the breakdown that we had last year. That's true. Um, anything else in that one that you thought was worthwhile? Um, no. Yeah, sorry. We're still looking for the comeback of Kovas Vise if they do give him an extended run again. So he did nothing off the bench, and I thought it was interesting to see Ishmael just sitting on the bench again, so just doing absolutely nothing for him. Yeah, we had... Blakey took a punt on him this week because, uh, like, half of the Bulls team, the team list came out and they were bracketed. I think there were six players in the Bulls team that would said, well, it will either be this bloke or this bloke, you know? And it was like, oh, well, that's really helpful. Thank you. It was all hanging on off the back of uh, of Jenkins, though, I think, by the looks a, of it. A few of them moving around. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, Ishmael didn't get the start again. Look, we, we think he's quite good. Um, yeah, when he, he was, was great last year. Yeah, so, great last um, year. I guess the dishonourable mentions, Adrian Strauss just crashed back to earth with nine points this week. It. Yeah, there was, the, you know, there was opportunities there. There was, but um, 
they were just you know off the driving off the driving mall, but they just didn't bag any of those tries. And no. Otherwise, he just didn't make. I don't think he made any runs. He made like two runs yeah. or something. For he's back to his old man form. That's it. And Dylan Lade, you know, we got a bit excited about him finding a bit of space at fullback last week I for the wing did. this week, yeah. and ran for twelve points. So disappointing. Yeah, I started. That's him, about it. Started him over Ben Smith, which was a no go. No. Um, Last game of the week, Sharks Highlanders. All right, Sharks Highlanders. Um, return- Who saw this one coming? <laughs> That's it. Um, returned from injury, Stephen Levis off the bench. Uh, we can't remember what exactly his injury was, but no, that was the one they just pulled him midweek. We we never heard anything about it. Exactly. So that was fine. Uh, the Beast came back, so it was a long-awaited for the Beast because uh, he had been absolutely killing it. Yeah. And he had been pulled a few times preemptively um, from a kind of ongoing groin niggle. Um, and look, the Beast didn't actually really crush it this week. Um, he only got something like 12 points, I think. Um, wow, he looks so good in the game, yeah, to be honest. 12 points, that was it. So I could have sworn he was going to be mid-30s. He yeah. looked really good. Like He did actually look good. Yeah, he... made a couple of big runs, just looked like he was getting involved all around the park. That's That really surprises me. Yeah, um, and... Look, injured uh, injuries that happened. Uh, Robbie Thompson suffered a concussion. Philip Vandervold broken nose. That's right, he came off towards the end there. So, what, what, what do you think for a broken nose? Oh, I mean, they can strap that up. Nothing. Next week, yeah, really. man. Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll be right. And um, yeah, sorry. As you said, um, who would have seen that coming? Oh, there was one thing I thought was funny, which was I think it's Stransky, one of the commentators. Uh, he just he kept saying after like every try, he kept saying. Oh well, if it wasn't done before, this has to be the game now, and uh, and then you know that's where another try. It's like, oh well, look, this has got to be the game now. And I was thinking, was it last year against the Sharks? And I'm, I've now realised it might have been against the Bulls, but there was that game where the Highlanders scored like three tries in South Africa in the last like five mm. minutes to win the game. Oh, um, cracker. And obviously last week they won past the 80th minute mark. So I don't, you know, I think you get the message that they play the full 80 and they're always in it. But anyway. Um, now, the Sharks, they just had one of these games like like how they played against the Blues and the Hurricanes in New Zealand. Very unlucky not to win the Hurricanes game, but they won the Blues. Their defense was incredible. They just put this front up, this line up, and the Highlanders couldn't get, first of all, couldn't get any ball and then couldn't get any ad line at all. Well, it was really interesting going in because the Highlanders are a team that kicks so much and then back mm. their defense, but the Sharks are very similar. Yeah. They got that really fast start with a couple of early tries and it looks like they came out in the second half and they've just been told, ping in for the corner. Mm. They're not going to run at us. We've got the lead. We'll just let them try and create something. And they didn't really seem to know how to play it. So it looks like if... If a team is smart, if they do get an early lead in the Highlanders, mm. the Highlanders are going to have to change their game to create something to really make something for the match. That's true. And look, the Highlanders are um, often not lauded for their defence, even though that's probably their strongest suit. Absolutely. Uh, and this game, they definitely made more than twice the amount of tackles of the Sharks. But um, their, you know, whilst their D was good, um, they just didn't really get any of those counter-attacking opportunities. I think both their tries did come from them, but yeah. um, they just weren't given much to work with really so full credit to the uh, the Sharks but um, look in terms of fantasy Andre Esterheisen had a massive one 62 points top in the game um, what did he get up he yeah he just looked incredible but um, he had 9 runs for 105 metres 7 tackle busts an offload 3 line breaks you know 11 tackles he just wasn't stuck into everything so he looks better and better What his um his no, he's okay. His last five and last three average is 41. Um, so this is a bit above that. But he's, I think he's a huge part of their team. He's been, he's been good for a long time now. We've been talking about him and Lamb as just two good centers. But, you know, I've said it before on this podcast. I, th- I think he's the one that is a little bit more reliable. Mm. Lamb might get the odd big score, but 
Esterheisen's right in amongst it now in the top class centers, you know, maybe not the, the top Rico and, and Caribbe are a bit ahead, but, mm. you know, from there, all from Nani Lamape on 44 down to about probably Esterheisen on 40.3, there's there's not much between the next kind of seven, eight, nine centers. Yeah, for sure. Very good. Um, yeah, and look, getting through this one a bit quicker, uh, the Sharks just took all the fantasy points, really. We had the uh, Dupree brothers, uh, all three of them scoring well this time. John Luke, 51 points. Bobby Dupree, 50 points. Marcazzoli Mapimpi returned, uh, 48 points. He looked very good. He did look pretty good. He, he just looked, That was King's form. Yeah, he, yeah dangerous. Um, the Warthog, Aka Vandermerver, 46 points, bagged himself a try. So, look, I mean, surely we've said it again and again. He needs Shared to be, a clean it, pair of heels, oh, too. absolutely. He needs to be the starting hooker. We've said it again and again. Yeah. Um, and, look, otherwise, Dan Dupree bagged 43 points, but that was largely because he got a try. Um, Didn't do anything else. Not really. He's no John Luke, but... Um, Anyway, and then look, lastly, we'll just say for the Highlanders, Dylan Hunt again, um, he got all their points, 43. Um, just going to check the tackle count again, see... you know, It's always good. It's always good to have a look. 24 this week. Jesus. That's right. crazy. Oh, wait, no, hold on. No, sorry, that was run meters. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I just saw the number. I was like, that makes sense. Mind yeah. you, his tackles could probably yeah. outscore his run meters most weeks. They could. Not this week. 12. I ah. So that's, that's a low week for him. Four missed tackles as well. Come on, Dylan, pick it up, mate. But... Um, no, very he scored good. that try that that obviously helped a lot on his score this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, and look, I think that'll about just do us on uh, the round twelve in review. I just want to say honourable mention to Nkosi. Finally got yeah. the ball and finally scored a try. <laughs> yeah. He whipped it up like a stir fry four times in his post try celebration. <laughs> yeah, he kept doing it. The it's bloke right. it just was so desperately craving a post try celebration. It was almost cute, you know. He wanted to make sure everyone saw it. Okay? That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but that was. Uh... Yeah, very good. All right, so on to our main course. Um, here I was thinking, because it was just Harry and I, that we might um, smash our record time for this podcast. But I guess, to be fair, we probably do most of the talking anyway. And, I mean, if, if we're being honest, we do all the valuable talking anyway. But, the other boys normally keep us on point a little bit, tell us to shut up. They do. All right, so anyway, <laughs> on to the main course. Um, we're talking around 13 in... Not in review, a preview of round 13. And... Um, Look, there's a buy. Um, the only buy this week is to the Haguares. Uh, and I guess the only point to basically think about for that is that um, next week, yeah, Kubeli, uh, sorry, there's a buy. Kubeli played for the Argentina A team yeah. last week. So I'm expecting Kubeli to be back after the buy. Um, will he go straight into starting? Who knows? Got no idea with him. No one knows what they do with their halfbacks. That's it. And look, the other interesting one is, um, and I don't know if Harry knows anything more on this to come, but uh, Pablo Matera, Captain Matera, who was, who flew back home injured. I, yeah, I, I can't tell you off the top of my head exactly how long he's out for, but I don't think he's a very good chance at this week anyway. Okay, yeah. And I think, look, they certainly, um, he's a big part of their team. I think they need to keep him for the internationals, so I wouldn't see yeah. them pushing his return. But um, No, definitely not. Yeah, all right. So look, first game of... Um, for next week, will be the Blues and the Hurricanes. I think, um, again, we could probably all pick this one. Yeah, I think everyone's going to be pretty unanimously supporting the Blues to beat the Hurricanes this week. You can take the funny cap off now. <laughs> <laughs> Hurricanes by how many, mate? That's it. And how many... Uh, look, there'll be good fantasy points all around. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No one no one likes defence, so this could be an absolute cracker. 
Uh, you got the return of Josh Goodhue, who I think is the, one of the first choice locks there, the first choice pairing with Tupelodu, so he should come back from his concussion, we would think. TJ Fayani missed a couple of weeks with an ankle sprain and is expected back. And Sonny Bill William, who was originally floated as playing last week, you've got to think he's going to be back a week later. So, I mean, a couple of years ago, he was obviously the star centre in the game. Uh, maybe not as consistent anymore, but That's if it. you're looking for someone with some upside and he's still floating around on the waiver wire, he'd be a good one to pick up. More importantly, God willing, Rico will be back on the wing. Um... Yeah, yeah. Well, they seem to like what he's made uh, actually, outside centre, Auburn Ledger. Yeah, to so. be fair, I actually I don't mind if he's on the wing or playing outside centre, but only if he's playing outside centre, outside <laughs> Sunny Bill. <laughs> just looking for those offloads. Just looking for those offloads. That's yeah. it. Well, yeah. they did it once before this year, and I don't. Oh, once or twice before. I don't think it was that dominant. No, it probably wasn't. But look, I'd give it a crap. Yeah. Mm. Um, what else? The. Uh, Okay. TJ, TJ Perinara. Yeah. Sorry, I can't, can't forget him. No. Should be back from his MCL. I, th- I think this is right in the mix of when he might be back. So How many weeks did they say? It was like a five uh, or six week. Four to six, four I, to six, I think, for his MCL, yeah. So yeah. He, he may be back anyway, obviously a class player. And if not, they look pretty comfortable just running their B team out at the moment at halfback, whoever, whoever that is at the booth, at their yeah. rotation. Yeah. yeah. No points there for, for Finlay Christie this week, by the way, or yeah. the week just gone. That's right. Couldn't back up after the Sunwolves game. Well, we, yeah, we didn't tip him against this week. Last week, no. last week we were dead on. We set a try against the Sunwolves, but this week, I mean, this week I just forgot it existed, to be honest with you, so I didn't care anymore. But, uh... He didn't show his face much. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, big talking points from this one would really be what's going to happen with the All Blacks from the Blues. So, mm. obviously, Akira and Rico being their star players will get we'll get to how heavily they they score their fantasy points for that team but um you know we, i think we heard what was the percentage on the tries they scored that they got floated about th- about a week 37 percent of the blues tries come from rico and akira <laughs> neither of them have been rested so they need two rests before round 16 that's four games but one of those is a buy so they're both due to miss two out of the next three i am very concerned about this um but also of note, I suppose, in that we mentioned it last week, but yeah, they had the Tars this week where they chose not to rest anyone. And next two weeks, they have the Hurricanes and Crusaders. Yeah. Uh, so, so surely, they, well, they have to rest for one of those because then there's a buy on the Rebels. Look, I think Tana personally is just going to say, to hell with the system, I do what I want. Um, they're playing. And Mate, he doesn't Tana, need any more enemies right now. Tana, if you're listening, just play them. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're going to have to rest. I reckon they'll rest one each from either of those games is probably the most likely thing. And then the Rebels, they'll rest both because, let's be honest, it doesn't matter who runs out against the Rebels. That's true. Yeah. Which sucks for you, mate, because they would have scored an absolute cricket score of points in that game. Look, you can only ride the boat so far, man. I'm pretty happy with how they've gone so far. I think they've got the second and third most total points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Geordie Barrett, touch and go, as we've already said. Other than that, mate, I, I think everything's pretty predictable in terms of who's going to run out. There should be lots and lots of points on offer. That's it. So, yeah, again, uh, Ben Lamb, Nehe, and Sevilla, back three. Um, I don't see... Houston's still a little way away, I think. Houston's still a little way away. No, isn't Houston done for the season? He's done for the season. No, sure. no, no. That was, I think that was a rumour, mate. I don't think he's actually done. I think he broke his jaw. Maybe so, I just heard that and wanted to believe it because that meant Ben Lamb was going to continue <laughs> playing forever. Um, yeah, all right, we're moving on. Um, Moon Dogs and the Reds. So this is the eternal question about, you know, do I now pick up Sunwolves because they're playing an Australian team? Um, no, look, I'm going to have to back the Reds on this one. Um, the Reds are probably the only team that I'm going to happily back against the Moon Dogs, uh, just because I just can't see the, the Moon Dogs competing with them come set pace. 
They're just gonna they're gonna look for every opportunity to scrum. I'm not, they might, you might even see them knocking it on on purpose, just so they can get a penalty <laughs> from a scrum. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that the Sunwolves just swung well to that kind of pressure. No, yeah. So look, I, and the red line out's amazing as well. So um, I think they'll do well there. I think Dalguna will have a big game if he gets some space. Um, mm. I think he's gonna be. We're gonna see him get a lot of points. Um, Who's going to be playing another wing? Parisi, probably still. Yeah. No, Parisi got dropped for Pariah. Oh, that's was right. It? Yeah, for Pariah or something. Jordan Pariah. Pariah, Pariah, Pariah. The 18-year-old. Yeah, Pariah. Pariah, yeah. Well, who knows who we'll see there. Um, I guess we'll have to... You have to just keep an eye out for the touring squad. It's not really a tour, I guess, but they will fly over probably Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bulk points for the back line for the Sunwolves, no matter what. Yeah. Points to the, the Sunwolves, Michael Little, again, first-class fly-half in fantasy rugby. <laughs> um, but, uh, and it doesn't matter which outside backs they yeah, roll out. That's it. But uh, we, I think we said last week, Nabung had given Will Tupo two weeks of a crack at 15, but he gets no points. Did so. nothing. And uh, Lemecki as well, I saw, played for the, the Japan A-team on the weekend as well. So okay. you got to think that maybe that means that he's not going to be rushed back into the side. Yamada still playing with that side. And Matsushima could be back from a concussion. That's who I was going to ask you about next, your boy. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't tell you anything, the no. Sunwolves, but um, it was just a... It was just a concussion. He's been gone for a couple of weeks. You, you would think him and Willie Britz is the other one should uh, should be a chance, especially with uh, Lappi's Labushagner having played his last game for the Sunwolves. What? You don't know this? Oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah, what happened exactly? So he's, he's signed to the Kubota Spears, and apparently this, the actual contract only went up to the last game. So out of nowhere, the uh, the info that's is coming right. out from Rich yeah. on, uh, on Twitter saying that he's done. Go on, the captain of the Sunwolves is done for the season and will not play another game. Look, there's, there's always further negotiations to have be having there, but I will say that that's probably... He's done, mate. Yeah, he's probably done, particularly since we just saw on Twitter not 20 minutes ago that the Sunwolves signed four new players. Including uh, Raboni Vosayako. That's it. From the Southern Districts Club here in Sydney. Yeah, um, played last year for a few games and was very good. He was, Yeah, he was very good. So he, he was playing number eight and um, just... One of those kind of he, he's obviously an option to take uh, to take over that loose forward role. Mm. I mean, they've got plenty of players: Quirk, Brits, Brits yeah. Himeno's playing out at the moment. There's so heaps. yeah, but, um, yeah. Um, is there anything else from that one? Really, um, just the guys coming back. There's a few. Yeah, coming back. Um, James Moore from concussion. So James Moore has been good. They've, Scored well. They kind of had James Moore and Grant Hadding there in the locking combo. They've yep. done well. John Lance back from concussion. And do you think James Slick will be back from his collarbone? Yeah, man, that was a minor. I think he's definitely back. Is that wishful thinking? Or no, no, no. That was he, he played, remember he played when it was kind of bruised and he played 15 or 16 minutes okay. and then came off because he was too sore because he was right. just trying to kill the fantasy coaches. <laughs> um, but, mate, it's just a bruised joint. Like, I think he should be fine. I'd be very surprised if he didn't play. Okay. Very good. Um, Crusaders, Taz. Yes. Uh, don't pick any Waratahs players. In fact, drop your Waratahs now. Yeah, look, Izzy Falau, I think it's going to be a famine. Drop him. Trade him. Who can you get for him? Uh, Takeli Nairavoro, drop him. Not getting anything. Don't drop him. Put him on your bench. Is he coming up against... Bridge? No, he'll be coming up against Tamani Valley. You'd hope that he comes up against... No, Bridge well, doesn't miss tackles. This is what I was about to say. I was going to say, even if he comes up against Bridge, Bridge tackles everyone. He doesn't care. Who did he face up against on the weekend? Yeah, someone big, but he was all over him. It was Lions. Was it... No, well... Was it just against... No, it wasn't Lions. Because those played the Rebels. Yeah. It was against... No, 
Yeah, Crusaders played the Rebels. Yeah. So it would have been up against 11 on 14, Sefa. It would have been up against Super Sefa. Yeah, okay. Every time Sefa had to, had space, he just kind of shadowed him, showed him the yeah. sideline, took him around the ankles. Yeah, I, I have that picture of him just taking one leg. Normally, you know, mm. they say if you miss yeah. two legs, people tend to fall off. He just hooks onto one leg and just drags him oh, down. I, he just tackled everyone, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, to Kelly, not scoring any points this week. Mm. Easy Folau always finds a way. I take back what I said before. Yeah. And I think the points from the Crusaders are pretty predictable in the backs. You know Richie Mawang is going to score. You know their halfback is not going to score. You know Goodhue <laughs> is going to find a way to score points, even though you know have no idea where it came from. <laughs> uh, Matayeli, if he doesn't start this week, you may as well sell him for whatever you can get for him. That's it. Uh, Valu playing well. Mm. you got to think, from how good he was last year, starting to find a bit of form, he'll keep scoring as well. Do they rest Crotty? Do they rest anyone here? Well, I don't think so, because they've all had plenty of rest. That's true. They have actually already rotated through the squad. Whitelock's already had his two rest weeks. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, I, I don't think so. I think they're just going to go to town on the Waratahs, to be completely honest with you, which which and it's, it's To be clear, it's at home in Christchurch as well. So yeah. the Waratahs' chances of winning is probably about 2%. Yeah, I think that's ambitious, mate. Yeah, um, probably. Forward pack, I guess. I guess is where it's a little bit more interesting. If they play Bedwell Curtis or, or Samu, mm. um, are we going to see anything out of the rest of their loose forwards? Matty Todd, thirty point Todd. I don't know that he's really done anything for a while now. No, he's still just been sitting on third. He had some big games at the start of the season. It's, I think he's actually been doing worse and worse. It's just his big games propped up his average and everything. Tafua last week had another solid score of 37, so he's he's in good form. And the, I know the commentators were raving about him in this last game just gone as well, but mm. I didn't think he was as good as the week before. But clearly, yeah. clearly finding a bit of form anyway. His work rate is big. He carries hard. So you'd, you'd expect against some of the, uh, the small, soft Waratahs... <laughs> pudgy loose forwards that <laughs> he's going to make some points um, I, I guess from the Tars side Michael Wells has been in very good form so mm-hmm. if he's running then uh, and then maybe there's something to be said for, for picking up someone like a Wells as much as we bagged him he has been playing Wells Yes, yeah, still a favourite part eh? <laughs> that, that's about it mate just yeah. points on points on the Crusaders very good. All right, um, Highlanders and Lions. This will be a good one, I think. Um, a lot of running rugby. Mm. Um, harder one to pick. Harder one to pick. Look, uh, the weatherman, Blakey, you don't need him on this one. It's at home in Dunedin, so um, we'll be under the roof. Um, I guess, yeah, first thing to talk about, your boy Wasaki Naholo. Um, hasn't yeah. been scoring too well as of late. Um, I just don't think he gets the ball that much. I, I don't know what it is. Did he used to go looking more? Am I? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we said last week we were talking about how, look, this year it's been either one of the wingers have scored. It's either been Tavita Lee or Waisaki, and that's been pretty much the rule of thumb. But last week it's not like C.O. Thompson got many points. Um, well, he barely got the ball. And Wasaki yeah. Naholo had six runs, which he is better looked, for him. He actually looked quite involved in the game. I actually only watched the second half of the game this morning. It was mainly defence. He he played really well defensively. Oh, incredibly, yeah. He made saved, a few try saved saves. Saved a, a really obvious try saver, mm. and there's another one that I think was probably touch and go. You could call a try saver as well. He's very, very good. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, six runs, was maybe a little up on his average, three tackle busts only, mm. one offload, just, and, and one line break, which is okay, I guess, but 27 points last week, 21 a couple of weeks before that, yeah. and then 34, and then had a few good weeks before that. So I don't know. He, he hasn't had a big score in a while. Mm. I hope he versus Combrink right now because the man's not tackling. <laughs> That's yeah. all I can say. Well, in theory, I don't think he will. 
because he's 14 and Conbring's 14. But um, Devastating. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> in fact, he might be versus Diante, who might be the one person who's fleet-footed enough to get around him. <laughs> but yeah, look, talking... Um, the segue's not as smooth now because it's been a while, but uh, talking to Vita Lee, he's back um, yeah. from a, his foot injury. So. Well, maybe, maybe back. Sorry, no definitive answer there. But he... They said he's meant to start running again with the team this week, okay. and then that way he's a maybe for this week. So I guess if he comes through unscathed, then they might think about him, but... Yeah, uh, 50-50 if I had to put my money on it it's he's not, pretty split I think he's not making the all black so just risk him boys um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, he gets a big rest soon yeah. look my take on this game is yes the Highlanders are coming back from their um, overseas tour but it's the Lions on their last game of their four week overseas tour Highlanders are not going to lose us at home um, no. I don't think even if the Lions put on the biggest performance of the year I think the Highlanders will have them so um <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I think so. And and you know the other thing is how much do the Lions lose without Marks? That's He's, it. He scores a third of their turnovers. Yeah. Scores all of their points. That's it. <laughs> Again, the stats we're going to get to in dessert will be very interesting about that. But um, yeah, look, so no Marks. Robbie could see a great pickup. Um, Hachiva Diamani um, has been someone that we were very excited about and I looked into. Um, look, if if he you got pick, benched last you, week, didn't he? He did. He got benched this week. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they decided to play Quagga at eight. Carl Brink at six. That's and... it. So I had got rid of him. I, I had been excited by him because he's an absolute amazing athlete. But um... Schoolman played well as well. So maybe he does hold his spot and they keep Diamani on the bench. That's it. So if you if you didn't get rid of Diamani already, it's time to, to cut him off now. Um, yeah. Cut not, Gordon. Not that we can say for sure. Warren Whiteley will be back. So Warren Whiteley could be someone to look at picking up if you've got room. Um, not on tour, mate. No, not on not on tour. But I just mean for next week. Ah, for preemptively, but. Uh, but again, with Whiteley, he's someone who I don't think that they will rush back because they need him for the June series. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, I think that's that game, really. I can't think of anything else. Oh, I guess in the Highlanders, Frizzell versus Dixon. Um, Frizzell played, didn't didn't get his three tries and 95 points again this week. Um, I think that's kind of a one-off. Dixon um, looked good again. Dixon looked good off the bench. Yeah. Um, I think he might be edging him in form there at the moment. Hey, I think the coach is probably going to go back to experience. I think so. Um, look, it's anyone's guess, though, but I, I'd say so. Jackson Homopo has also got a rest off the bench, but I think we'll see him come back into the starting team. I've got a feeling that you could see... Yeah, I, I agree with you. Homopo is a rock-solid mm. lock that just had a bit of a rest week because he's been their first choice all year. Every year, yeah. Um, every year. Sorry. Uh, Rob, Rob Thompson, I reckon, could be up for a good big game. He's been very average. You know, we've just been watching him kind of slide down the centres. Twenty last week, his average has now gone to forty one point one, which mm. is obviously very, very respectable. But you you got to take in consideration that his three game average is thirty one point three. So that's true. He's he's been out of form. He hasn't been scoring many tries because I haven't. He does all the William Wyatt Brewer try celebrations. I haven't yeah. seen those coming through. No, he hasn't scored many. And this week, the reason I think he's going to do well is because. You don't number one. You don't know what's going on with the center combination from the Lions, mm-hmm. but if he is against Lionel Mapo, who I think he probably will be, Mapo is not having a good year. No, he's not. Yeah, you know, usually look for him to open that up. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Moving on. Um, Brumbies and Rebs. So look, um, definitely, if we're going to nominate a mud game of the week, um, this will be it. It's just disappointing. Um, Bring a pillow with you, kind of, kind of game. I think. Well, I, I, I guess the, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Blankets and bellows given out at the front door. Um, They'll say it's to stay warm, but it's it's not. Yeah, I guess all eyes will be on the the people coming back from injury. DHP looked like he was actually having a bit of a run before he got injured again, another concussion. 
Um, but but looked like he was playing well in his very brief stint back. Rob Valentini is the big talking point at the start of the That's year. That's what I'm excited about. Hopefully we see him get a run. I just I just want to see him play a few games. That's it. I convinced myself, I picked him up, I convinced myself that he's like the best fantasy player on earth and I realised that he's, <laughs> he's only played 20 minutes yeah. of Super It's like the uh, Isaiah Parisi uh, <laughs> yeah, the but, effect. You, we watch him in the NRC. The like, he's so good. you gotta, you got to pick him. Don't pick him. That's Don't it. pick him. Yeah. Even if he's good, you're not going to regret not picking him. Yeah, Valentini was close to like player. He would have been close to Timu for player of the NRC. But um, I thought he was better than Timu. Yeah. Well, now that I think about it, what I did watch of the NRC um, was he was awesome. He was pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah. Just loved just chopping people in half as well. Mm, mm. Love seeing that. That's why I watched the game, mate. David Pocock coming back from his calf injury has obviously been very very solid. So expect him to score. And uh, I had a big who cares for Andrew Smith. Huge. I, I hear that <laughs> huge, huge, huge. I hear Christian Lelafano. He missed three weeks in a row, just purely on rest. I think that was that was trying to give him a little mini mini uh, break because he played straight out of Ulster. The full Ulster game. Uh, so he's back to inside centre, which means Andrew Smith is going to be back playing club footy for the rest of the season. And Kyle Gobb on the bench? Do we, do we think? I don't think he's injured. I think he's still around. No, he'll be on the bench. I reckon he'll be on the bench. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the only reason he wouldn't is if they decide to rotate um, the hardest name to say in the game. According to the Rugby Roundup boys, uh, Havera. Ah, yes. Fadanui Hawera. You've got a cheat codes, bro. What? Cheat, cheat codes. I didn't read my cheat codes. Isin <laughs> uh, Azarani should score well. Amanaki Mafi should score well. That'd so be they're a good the battle. other ones. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I think Amanaki Mafi kind of got up last time they played each other, but they both had big, big games from memory. They did, yeah. So hopefully you get a bit of a repeat of that. Um, and then other than that, there's not a lot to get excited about. Banks has been into some into some pretty solid form without being exceptional. Mm. By no means a, a top choice outside back, but pretty good. Yeah. Um, and well, where else do you go? There's um, with no chance, Penny. Um, we can all get super excited about Lausi Talili. No, I'm joking. They're not getting excited. They probably won't be him. Probably Dargaville. Uh, Dargaville who sucks. Yeah. So just don't pick him up. Yeah. Ruru played well, pretty well thing, from a fantasy perspective mm. without Genya. So he's another one. True. The thing I was gonna say about Dargaville is. Fantastic defensive player, but that just means that nothing is going to happen on that side of the field. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> uh, Anaru Rangi, did he get injured on the weekends? No. Uh, I think he did. I do not recall, sir. I can't, couldn't tell you. Well, I if he did, I apologise because I don't have it there. So I'll, I'll go look into that one and, and update the sheet. And of course, they flew in, which we didn't uh, get to talk about last week because it happened late last week. But they Nathan Charles flew in. Nathan Charles. Yes. That's he, kind of where I was leading with that one. Yeah, he, Nathan Charles has seen the writing on the wall. He went, "Oh my god, I can walk into the Wallaby squad." <laughs> Hello, genius. <laughs> yeah, absolutely genius. And he's come back with a dirty, dirty mohawk <laughs> and a dirty, dirty beard. He just looks like an absolute thug. So yeah. I will say, he looks in shape though. He looks very, very fit. Definitely. I think he looks. He looks. I'm ha- almost going to say he looks the fittest he's ever been. I think he's shed a few kilos. So, yeah, he looks good. He does. Where was he playing? He was playing over in Europe, I think. Uh, yeah, top 14, maybe? Top 14, yeah. Not I'm not, not 100% sure. sure. But um, um, he could be starting, is what we're saying. If, even if, with or without Anaru Ranga being injured, Charles could be starting. I believe Ulysses still gone for a little bit longer as well. Yeah. Um, worth noting that Corabetti's form is absolute junk. You know, I was ragging on Nkosi a few weeks ago. God, <laughs> Nkosi makes Corabetti look freaking awful. He's so bad, mate. He, you know, we, we used to talk about the one dimension for uh, Polar. No. no, the dimension. Wait, was Polar the dimension? I think Polar was the dimension. Yeah, just running over people, mate. Yeah, 
I'm not so confident now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, Cairo Betty, I thought he had one dimension, which was his pace, but man, he's god-awful. He doesn't seem to get enough space in the Rebels. Mm. And then whenever anyone tries to tackle him, he tucks the ball into his chest and just takes contact. The bloke could have an open line and he, he would look for contact. Yeah. A little bit like Andre the Giant did on the weekend. Man, I've got to come back to that. <laughs> Do you see his line break? Mm. Five metres out from the line was second to hollow. Oh, that yeah, was his yeah. second try saver. Yeah. All the giant had to do was run slightly yeah. to the right and he would have walked over. Instead, <laughs> to, he runs straight at him. To the space, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And knocks the ball on. Oh, anyway, yeah. classic Corabetti. <laughs> Expect to see that from him this week because he sucks. For sure. Who's he, who he'll be, be up against 14? No, probably... Who are the Brahmi's wings? You know, you know what? You could see DHP to fullback Maddox to one wing and Nayavali's been out playing him every single week. So you could see Corabetti get benched again. And uh, otherwise, it's going to be Dargaville or Spate. So. Very good. All right. And to the last game of the round. Uh, last game of the round? Yeah, Second last. Second last. Yep. What's the next one? Oh, Bullshots. All right. Um, Stormers Chiefs. Um, look, Stormers Chiefs last year uh, at home in Newlands was probably, for mine, one of the games of Super Rugby 2017. Uh, and that's not just because of Dylan Lades' filthy flick pass, which oh, it's got to go down so in history. Good. That was one of the greatest passes. But... um. That was just some of the best free running rugby. The amount of meters run in that game would have, you know, been to the thousands. There was it was just incredible. So, do I think that's going to happen again? No. The Chiefs not looking so hot at the moment. No. Don't get me wrong. The Chiefs can still turn up any given day. Stormers again not looking so hot at the moment. But um, well, they did win last week against the Bulls uh, against a very very informed Bulls, uh, and they are back at home. So, I think the Stormers will easily grind this one out um, against the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I'm prepared to be. Corrected, but um, we'll see. Anyway, but the big point from this one, what you're all here listening to, is Damien Vilemsi. Um, so we, we heard something last week that he was on the plane flying over for the three-match under-20s tour of the UK. Before the under-20s World Cup, of course, coming up at the end of the month. Before the under-20s World Cup coming in the month. So um, anyway, it turns out he wasn't, and we were very surprised to see his name uh, on the team sheet for this last weekend. But um, They play games on the 4th, the 6th, and the 11th this month, I think. So they, they're kind of packing right. them in and flying people in and out. That's right. Which is where we get to Damien. Yep. So he... Um, he sorry, I've actually now forgotten it's been that long, but he's missing this week, isn't he? Yeah, so basically he's yeah. playing the third game, which is on the 11th, which is obviously the end of this week. Yeah. So he's flying over to play for them, which means he won't play in round 13. Yep. And then basically there's a bit of a gap. So they're already going to be over in Europe. Mm-hmm. And then the Under-20s World Cup starts at the end of the month it on the 30th. 30th of May in France. Okay, so there's two games between this week and that the start of the Under-20s under World Cup. Mm-hmm. There's the Sunwolves game the following week. In Hong Kong. In Hong Kong, yeah. And then there is the game on the 27th. So there's a Stormers-Lions game on the 27th. He's not going to play the 27th three games, three days before the Under-20s World Cup. No. So the question then becomes, does he fly from Europe back to Cape Town, mm-hmm. from Cape Town over to Hong Kong, Hong Kong to play a Sunwolves game, mm. which they're expecting to win easily, and then fly all the way back to Europe for the under twenties, or does he just miss that one extra game, yeah. and then we don't see him until after the junior international break, assuming he's not completely burnt out from the under twenties World Cup. And that's also so that's also if there's only three games because the all the South the Southern Conference has a bye in round sixteen. Yeah. So. Because yeah. they split that round with round one this season. That's it. So, look, we, we, we would think that we're not seeing him until after June. No, definitely um, not playing round 13, 15, and then the bye 16. Yeah. 
I think it's, it's highly just, unlikely you see him for round 14. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I think the Stormers did go over to play the Sunwolves in Japan, took an understrength team, and I think they did lose, actually, last year. One of the, Something like the two games the Sunwolves won last year. I could be wrong. I know they beat the Blues at home. I mean, I'm sure we could look that up, but... Um, no one cares. Basically, no one cares. So, who cares who the Sunwolves beat? Exactly. And now they've got a <laughs> JP Duplessis back fit. Um, I, I can't see them taking him. So Yeah, and they reintroduced JP off the bench as well. So obviously, they were trying to plan for this. Exactly. So Damien Valemsi, owners, um, sorry about it. And, uh, you know, trade him if you can. Otherwise, you're holding him until after June. Yeah. Um, what else is there to happen in the Stormers Chiefs? Oh, yeah, Chiefs. So, boom. Very ins- insightful with the Chiefs. Um, all Black Rest Week. So we've mentioned this few times already on the pod definitely in our articles um the the chiefs have a two-week tour of south africa they're coming over here to play stormers then they play the sharks uh round 14 is when um they will not be playing because there is an all-black training camp that they are required to turn up to so who does this affect this affects the all-blacks brody sam kane um anton leonard brown nathan harris nathan harris Danny mckenzie Danny mckenzie I think that's it. I don't think Charlie Nartai has been in the squad as of recently. Weber? Brad Weber could be... I mean, TTT got a caller. Yeah, but it's from last year. It's trying to manage workloads from the guys that were on, on tour no, last year. No, but year. if they have to go to the training camp, then they have to be there for round 14. Ah, true. So TTT could be gone, which yeah. I, I'm assuming one of Weber or TTT won't be going. Yeah, well, TTT is in the current camp, whereas yeah. Weber needed the rest week. So I guess that means Triple T would be gone. Exactly. So Should, we shouldn't call him Triple D. Tararangi. That's it. You could say Tararangi. that. Tararangi. Sounds good, mate. We'll get Nelson to match it out next week. Um, but look, yeah, so to be clear with that, the Chiefs All Blacks, um, some of them will be flying over to play the Stormers this week, and then all of them will be gone for the Sharks game. So the thing is, we don't think they'll be rest... We think that they might rest some of them for the Stormers game as well. Um I don't know. I think they might send most of them over, but basically before the June break, um, apart from this... So they've already... They have to have two all-black rest weeks before the June break. One of them will be enforced by they missing the Sharks game for this training camp. The other one will be either against the Stormers or against, I think it's the Waratahs um, at home afterwards. Um, and, and although they also play the Crusaders, which they will not be resting anyone. Yeah. Um, so we think that they will rest possibly rest some of the All Blacks for the Stormers game as well as the Sharks game or they will just rest them for the Waratahs game if required. They've kind of been trying to drip feed their rest weeks a little bit. You know, the Blues have decided to ignore the problem altogether. The Chiefs has tried to yeah. rest one player here, run play, play, one player there. So because of the fact that they're thinking about it that way, I, I tend to think that they might leave one or two players behind from the whole tour mm-hmm. and leave the rest out of the Waratahs game when it doesn't matter who they send. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, just be wary of that. And that actually just made me remember, um, we've already talked about the Highlanders-Lions, but, yeah, Ben Smith's got to have some rest. So And Luke um, Whitelock. So do they rest Ben Smith back at home? Quite possibly. Fletcher Smith had a great game at fullback. Mm. Uh, I think they feel like they're going to win this one, just to keep in mind. Um, and Luke Whitelock, as you said, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, um, rounding up the Stormers Chiefs, it's going to be a good game. Returning from injury, um, quite possibly... Look, we could see any of the Stormers outside back. So, Jill Peterson, he's definitely back now. He's been training. Um, yeah, been, been um, available for selection for three weeks now. Available for selection for a couple of weeks. I mean, he, like we would have thought, was a marquee signing. He was the Cheetah's best player last year. Yeah. Um, you know, in case he's been pretty average. Sharks. Oh. 
Yeah, we're talking Stormers. Um, Classic. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, there's, but yeah, that, <laughs> they've got Raymond Rule, who's actually been playing really well, and who's their other wing up that I'm liking on? Blades, yeah. Uh, don't drop Blades. Uh, no. <laughs> um, anyway, who knows? But, I, don't, um, I don't reckon he's in the mix, personally. Yeah, Sergio could, Peterson, I don't reckon he is. Could be that way. Um, and looks, otherwise, we've got Jan de Klerk coming back. Uh, that could mean Peter Steff to toy back up to seven, and we've said that's extremely valuable news for fantasy owners, if that happens. Mm. Um, Jan over Mark back from his rib injury. Um, where does he fit in? He's kind of... I don't think he's started yet. No, he has started. Yeah, no, he, he, he eventually became the first choice, I'm pretty sure. That's right. Well, Duvenage uh, had a, didn't have a good game last week, so maybe we'll see him in Probably there. on the bench, I would think. Yeah. And then for the Chiefs, Sean Wainui, who I think will definitely go on tour. Um, they, they said last week that he would. Yeah. And he can obviously play centre as well as wing. So if ALB needs a, um, a rest week, I know he's going to jump in. For sure. Um, and Sean Stevenson, again, um, we were hoping... Uh, actually, I have to give a shout out to uh, Get Nanai On, one of our um, followers on Twitter, who uh, I may have... Um, misled. Misled, tormented a little bit. Um, you know, he was very upset that Sean Stevenson didn't come back last week, a uh, gamble that he took. And I joked around saying that actually Nanai's back this week. Um, let him on for a bit. He was not happy. But uh, <laughs> no, so anyway, Sean Stevenson might be back this week. Um, but we would think would be going on tour. They kind of need all hands on deck. Um, yeah, I would think so, especially if they've got to send a whole lot of players home. Mm, or so. I don't know if that means he flies over for the second week, but the bloke was, was one of the top pick outside backs to start the year. So. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, so if you if you can pick him up, um, you can take the risk, he'll, he'll be good. But they, we, we, we will know, though, because they'll announce the touring squad probably tomorrow, tomorrow morning, I'd say. So Yeah, exactly. You should have, you should have plenty of time to work that out. Yeah, um, I guess anything else with this? Look, we, we mentioned um, Franz Malherber. He came off the bench. They kind of wanted to really ease him in. I, I don't see him. I don't. Well, I don't see him starting again this week. But um, well, they they keep but, saying but, that they need to give Walker a lot of rest. rest. Though he has had a huge shift. But they were talking about how Franz Malherber, while he's back, he's he's not like a hundred percent yet. They don't want to. Yeah, they're worried about him. injury. But anyway, so who knows with that? Um, I think that's really it for Stormers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I think so. Last game, Bull Sharks, another cracking South African derby. That's it, it'll be good. Where is that? So it's at home in Pretoria. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to go against the home sides, I find, in all these games. To me, I think the Bulls will get the win, even though the Sharks played so well last week. I think they really get up at home because in South Africa, it's a very real possibility that if you lose at home, that um, you're... You're dead. You're, you could die. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, the only possible return was Ryan Steenkamp, but I can't really... For the for the Bulls, who might be available... Steen- I think he's available... Sounds so a lot more impressive now. <laughs> uh, who, who might be available come back from his knee injury, but I don't really think that's going to shake up their their starting side too much. No, I don't see uh, <clears throat> Coach Robert Dupree dropping either of his sons from the back row. So, Stan comes back row, is he? No, for the Bulls, yeah. Good, <laughs> <laughs> good finish. Uh, Travis Ishmael has had two games on the bench in a row. I thought maybe the first one was him being eased back from injury, but now I'm starting to think: Do they actually like their their wingers that are out there? Who no, are... I've got to say that it's precautionary. Ishmael is by far their best winger. They've been playing really well. Their wings, though. Ishmael's the best winger. I agree. Johnny Cotts is a centre for starters. I don't like Johnny Cotts at all, and he's been playing awfully. He had one good game where he just got points from tries. That's it. Ishmael, get him back on there. I agree. Hopefully that happens. And then there's still Jumbo Yulengo who could t- show up at any point. But uh, I don't know. He sounds like he's there's probably not going to run. They're, they're not talking about it. No so. news on that front. Yeah. No. And the Bulls are awesome with their presses as well for injuries. So I think you'll probably hear midweek who they're going to play and who they're not going to play. That's it. Full credit to the Bulls on that. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. Who else are you expecting big games from? Um, Jesse Carrillo's been in red-hot form. Yeah. Um, but the you, you got to think that he and Berger are going to struggle against Esterheisen's defense. He's just so rock-solid. I think Esterheisen and Armour got to be the, the form pair there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the Sharks play such an aggressive defense. I, I would think that that means it's going to take a fair bit of space away from the outside backs of the Bulls. So those guys seem to score well against a lot of the, the teams where the Bulls can really fling it around. I, I don't think that they're going to get that opportunity. The Bulls may go back to that kind of argy-bargy forwards game to try and control this one a little bit more. Absolutely. I in, think we'll see them reverting back to set piece. In which case, Adrian Strauss is going to score some tries. <laughs> yeah. um, but look, I mean, that said though, like, you know, the Sharks aren't exactly terrible. The, the Bulls certainly have their measure in the line out. Yeah. Probably have it in the scrum, but with the beast back, the Sharks scrum has certainly tough, got a lot of And the tank, the tank, Thomas yeah, the, the Dutoit yeah. is, uh, is playing a lot better as well. And if they start Akko, you know, it'll keep being good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, I don't know. I think it'll be a very close game. Mm. I, I think that the Bulls will probably have to refer back to their forwards just because of the press defence. And I don't think the Sharks... I don't think the Bulls will play that well under that pressure. I think it'll be up to Pollard to kind of kick them around the field and control the field position a little bit more and maybe kick some points despite plenty of running metres. Sure, and Pollard is someone <clears throat> that we're going to talk about in what um what's actually our next section, um, which is, uh, you know, once you finish your dinner... Yeah, the dessert. Flawless. Dessert. <laughs> um, 16th well, time lucky. God, I've just realised we're up to an hour and 19 here. Yep, we're going to nail this really interesting thing that took us ages to prep. <laughs> <laughs> so look, we floated the idea of um, what you know, what kind of extra analysis can we do. Um, we didn't actually eventually do the full analysis because it was going to take too long. We didn't have time. But um, you know, in writing the round review each week, I thought it might be insightful to um, you know I, I, <clears throat> I list the fixtures, I list the scores of the game. So you know, the Sharks beat the um, who they beat thirty eight something last week, whatever. Um, rather than Chiefs? list, they didn't play the Chiefs, did they? The Sharks played. Who cares who they played? Okay, <laughs> uh, they played the, they the Highlanders. There we go. Good. It's thirty eight twelve or something. Um, instead of listing the score on my round review, because my round review is a fantasy round review, I'm not really, you know, I talk a little bit about the game, but I'm mainly trying to talk about the fantasy form of players. Um, instead of listing the scores, I was thinking about listing the total uh, fantasy team scores. So, you know, like say the Sharks had a total score of five hundred and eighty fantasy points um, from across one to twenty three. So including subs or even just the starting 15 uh, versus the Highlanders across their 1 to 15 their 123 you know might have had 500 400 400 points whatever so um, with that in mind we went ahead and we just um, we just went and looked at the total points for every fantasy team thus far in so 12 rounds into the season yep um, so you're seeing how many points a full side of 23 is going to get across the season and then and then you know working out per week as well how many points are the hurricanes going to score compared to the lions compared to the rebels compared to any australian side exactly so um and then we even we, we went a little bit further and we just looked at looking at the top player from each team um you know what percentage of fantasy points of the team's fantasy points do they score um and you know i mean i guess we also looked at how many games they've played so what's instead of just the total points how many points per game do they? Yeah, are they likely to score of the team's points? Yeah, so the big ones, funnily enough, that, that well, not funnily enough, yeah, as, as you'd expect, yeah. the team that gets the most points every single week is the Hurricanes with five hundred and thirty-eight points across the board. So if you held all twenty-three of their players, you would get on average five hundred and thirty-eight points. Yep. 
Um, the Chiefs just behind them on 526, and then the Waratahs of all people on the on 522. I know. Right to look shocked, even though we've already looked at these. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. The Highlanders 509, Stormers 503, Blues 501, then the Crusaders back down on 495. Did I add up the Waratahs? Was it me that did that? <laughs> I, I think it was. I'm going to have to double check those numbers. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. They did, mate. They did. All the points get an IR of Warren as you fill out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the Rebels are the worst team in the comp with mm. an average of 418 points per game. So that means there's actually 120 points per game across the board. Mm. More if you're holding Hurricanes players compared to Rebels players. And that would re- that backs up the earlier um, you know, thing we were saying. It, it's no longer pick everyone playing the Sunwolves. It's pick everyone playing the Rebels. Yeah. Well, or just pick all the Hurricanes players. So I, I guess where we're trying to come from this was if you're going to pick up an extra player or a Smokey or, you know, you're trying to find a value pick, if you pick up a Rebels player, you're only going to score, their team is only going to score 418 points if you if you look across the board on averages. Yeah. Whereas if you pick up a Hurricanes player, their team is going to score 538 points. So if you're just getting a man sliding into that team, the chances of him scoring well are significantly, significantly higher. Absolutely. Like, 120 points uh, across a starting 15 is almost an extra 10 points a player. Mm, absolutely. And that's that's huge, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, and so then looking at it another way, we looked at um, so the top fantasy player, so what the top 15 player, or the top player from each team, um, and how valuable or they were to the team, or how many points they generated. So do you want to take us through that, Harry? Yeah, so you want to look at the totals? Go, we'll go with total and then points per game, yeah. Okay, so so obviously not every player plays every game. So yeah. you look at the the players that scored the biggest percent across the season despite how many games they do or don't play. Mm-hmm. Murphy, having played all of the games for the Rebels, has scored 493 points of the 4,175 that played, right? So he plays, he owns 11.8% of all the Rebels players. Yeah. So if he doesn't play, all of a sudden there's essentially 12% of their points that are available to go out to other players, so or, or 50 points. You know, There's 50 points if Murphy doesn't play to spread amongst them. That's so it. if you're looking for a Smokey and your key player isn't playing Alfie Murphy, Amanaki Murphy, there's a lot of points to go around. Yeah, so, um, no, that's... Uh, I forgot what I was going to say now, but that's... Um, yeah, if he's... No, I yeah, I'm gone. Go. You get go. <laughs> Good. Uh, he obviously <laughs> scores all those points from run meters as well. So you look at the guys that score then that, that normally have the next biggest run meters and run loads, you know, and mm. they're going to score a lot more points. Sorry, I was just going to say, he scores 11, 11.5% of all the team's points of 23 players. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, the next one down is probably the most interesting in a lot is Malcolm Marks with the Lions. So the Lions score on average 487 points a game. Malcolm Marks has scored across the board 11.54% of them at 56 points a game. Mm. He's obviously injured and, and could be for some time. That's 56 points a game that are, are available now to everyone. We know he scores their pilfers. We know he scores their rolling malls. We know he does a lot of run meters. There's points to spread across there. And Robbie Cotier is not going to have the same average as he is. No. So expect the forward pack especially to have to pick that up. I'm looking at Manus Guman, Quagga Smith. Kyle Brink to really, and maybe Franco Mustard to be the ones that really benefit from that. That's it. So there should be more points out for those guys. Um, the other ones that we found interesting, just in terms of the, the guys that are just carrying their team when they run out on the park, 
is Jean-Luc Dupree is scoring 11.2% of his team's points each week with 55. Hopefully he plays every week for me. Um, so not much to look at there in terms of how you can take value out of that. But if he does rest, then obviously, again, there's a lot of there's a lot of work rate points there to share around. <coughs> Samu Karevi, 10.9% points at 497 mm-hmm. per game. So, again, just huge work rate. Little, surely going to get a rest for the Sunwolves soon at 46.6 points, 10.4% of the uh, the mm. team scores. Uh, you can keep scrolling through them. D-Mac's going to get a couple of rest weeks soon. Scores 52 points himself at 10% of the Chiefs. The Chiefs score one of the most points across the board. So you take D-Mac out, you've got a high-scoring team yeah. with a bloke that's taken 10% of their points. <laughs> All of a sudden, someone's going to have to run. And they guarantee you that when Tian Fiao can be injured, mm. it's going to be his brother that slots in at 10. He doesn't run the ball. No. Although, like, conversely, playing devil's advocate, <clears throat> you do have to think about... <clears throat> what impact Damian McKenzie makes on the rest of the team. So even though he's scoring so many of their points, if he's not playing, do they run as much? You know what I mean? Do they get yeah. as many opportunities to run? But Personally, I think they do because Alamalo picks up the ball a lot more. Charlie Nartai picks up the ball a lot more. Anton Leonard Brown picks up the ball a lot more. And I think they're the guys that are going to actually <clears throat> get... The, you know, the, the guys playing inside and they're going to play facilitator rather than the blokes just getting ready to clean out Damian McKenzie when he runs it from 10. Yeah. So no, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, no. Look, it's certainly valuable information. I was just thinking about how we should turn this into an infographic and post it on Twitter or something. But um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think we'll try and get it out there so you guys can sit there and mull through it because there's obviously a lot of numbers. Mm. The uh, the other big guys around there are Bridge yeah. scores forty four points a game, which is almost nine percent of the Crusaders. So obviously we don't know that Bridge is going to be starting week in week out anymore with how much depth they have. Yep. Um, there's a lot of points there. If he's not around, he obviously scores a lot of their tries. So it opens up the, I think, the outside channels to Tamana Valu, Mateli, or whoever else might be out there. That's it. Um, Benny Blam scores a thousand points. Nayara Voro, he scores apparently fifty-one point six at nine point eight nine percent of the team's points. I, I would think that that starts to come down with Izzy Falau yep. getting a little bit more of their ball. But nonetheless, you know, there's a there's just huge ramifications for the scores that the other guys can get when these guys aren't actually on the park mm. taking the workload. Um, sure. And I just, you know, one more just because we said we would mention is Andre Pollard somehow is top scoring for the Bulls at the moment, which really surprised me to be honest. But mm. he scores an average of 35.8 a game, uh, 8% of the team's points. So again, if he's out, then they need to find how they can manuf- manufacture their points. And personally, I just <laughs> think with a playmaker that controls the game like he does, mm. I'm not sure they will manufacture his points. No. Borshoff yeah. is just going to kick goals. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that shows as well that some of the, some of the other players outside him, like Jesse Creel, you know, those guys had big weeks, mm. but they're a lot more feast or famine. They either they hit it off or they don't. Um, Whereas Pollard is just in, week in, week out, seems to score solid points. Yeah. But yeah, so from this very short exercise, we thought it was very insightful just to, to look at. And like I said, we'll post this up on the socials. Um, but, you know, the amount that you can delve down further into it, um, you know, you start looking at just the front rows or, um, mm. well, just, I mean, we, even we've done 23 players. I, I can't stress that enough. So when we talk about these players being the top, we talk, we're not talking about them getting 10% or whatever of the 15, we're talking about 10% of the whole 23. So yeah. when all the reserves come on, but um, yeah, even if we just look at just starting 15s, whatever. So you could look at the center pairing and what do they take from a team? Does the center pairing from a certain team outweigh the averages compared to the other sides? And if they do, when you come up against a dodgy center pairing, then you know that here's a team that's going to score lots of points on average. Their center scored the majority of their points. Mm. If you think that that team's going to go and belt the Rebels, let's say, yeah. 
um, then mate, these are guys that you might want to pick up that all of a sudden Tay Walden has a huge value that you didn't think he did before. Exactly. I mean, even just backs versus forwards, yeah. You know, like, you know, you're coming up against the Rebels. Um, you know, you're thinking, oh, okay, all the backs are going to score tries, but you can actually just cross numbers and say, no, we'll look the forwards of a certain team score, you know, contribute more points than the backs kind of thing. So, yeah, this yeah is, exactly. This is something we'll, we'll continue to look into. Um, and like I said, we just kind of skim the surface, just do the top players from each team and the total points. But, um, you know, when we start, when we get a little bit further into it, a bit more time, um, I think there'll definitely be some more insightful information there. Hope so. <laughs> yeah, otherwise it'd be a big waste of time, won't it? <laughs> God. Um, all right, well, look, I think that's probably going to do us for uh, another round of the Fantasy XV Draft podcast. Yep. Um, hope you've Longer than ever. A lot, lo- I don't know if this is the, this could be the longest one, but uh, hopefully you've found some insightful information there and that you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed recording it. Um, it's only going to be downhill from here because we'll be joined by, back by Nelson or Nabung next week. Um, but uh, yeah, very good. Thank you for, for joining us and get after us on the socials. Yeah, good luck this weekend. See you later.